Okay, so you're here for some great church leadership content. The podcast is great, but there's also another piece of content you need to be enjoying each week. It is the Leading Saints email newsletter. Now I get it. Email newsletters feel so 2006, you know? But it isn't as old-fashioned as you might think. It's actually one of the most popular pieces of content that Leading Saints produces. Each week, I share a unique leadership thought that can only be found in the newsletter. I keep it short and sweet. Most can read it in less than five minutes. And then we share with you recent content you might have missed, throwback episodes, and Leading Saints events that happen more often than you might anticipate. If you want to make sure you are on the email list, simply visit leadingsaints.org 14. That's leadingsaints.org 14. That will also get you 14 days access to our full library of content not available to the general public. So look for Leading Saints in your inbox by going to leadingsaints.org 14 or click the link in the show notes. I got an email the other day from an individual, I forget where he is in the world, but he says, Kurt, I love leading saints and I listen to it every time I'm on the treadmill. And then one time during an interview, he heard that leading saints has a YouTube channel and like all the interviews, at least the vast majority of them are video recorded and you can watch the video recording of the podcast episodes. And I'm like, yeah, man, get on there, go subscribe on YouTube to leading saints and you can Get a visual of the interview and not just an audio experience. And even if you're not a big YouTube user, do us a favor because this actually helps us gain more reach and uh, expose our content to individuals who could really benefit from it, leaders around the world. So regardless if you are on YouTube a lot or not, go to YouTube and search for Leading Saints, find the familiar red logo and just subscribe. Even if you don't plan to view every episode there, that's going to help us uh, gain a larger audience and more reach, dial in the algorithm, and uh, we'll start showing up on leaders' feeds that they didn't know how much they're missing here at Leading Saints. So head on over to YouTube, search for Leading Saints, and subscribe to our channel. And leave a comment every once in a while, but be nice. Hey everyone, this is Kurt Frankham. We're jumping into this live stream to record Leading Saints in 2024, or what is Leading Saints in 2024? And we are going to publish this via the podcast as well. Every year I record this type of an episode, sort of a state of the podcast, state of the organization type of content, right? So give you an idea of what, what, what we're going to cover here is uh, I've got a, a series of questions that I've collected from the audience that are people are dying to know, right? And uh, we're going to talk about the history of Leading Saints because a lot of people come across Leading Saints and they're not quite sure what this is, what we're about, if we're shady or not. And so I'd love to just tell the, the story because I get that question a lot. Like, how did Leading Saints start? Like, where did this come from for you? All right, so let's uh, gather around, uh, find a a place on the carpet here as as if we're in a kindergarten class. I'm going to tell you a story of leading saints, and uh, I've told it before. I'll tell it again, but uh, it's important for people coming across leading saints, or maybe you've been listening to leading saints for a long time. You're wondering when and where leading saints started. And this goes back really, I guess the beginning of leading saints really starts in 2005, maybe 2004, 2005, where I 
there's a few years after my mission, I moved into a student ward, as we called them. Today, we would call them a YSA ward. And in the student ward, this is student ward where I met my wife. So I'm so grateful I felt led to join that ward. I was living at home in West Valley City, and we attended this church. I attended this ward at the Salt Lake Community College Institute building. And it was a ginormous uh, ward. I think it got split once when I was I was there. And I was called as the elders quorum president. Now, I had had really no experience as a leader in the church. I mean, on my mission, I'd been a district leader to a couple of companionships, but that was really it. And so here I am entering a new phase of my life where I've been asked to lead. And you know what? I want to do a good job. And in fact, I sort of assumed that everybody else sort of wasn't trying, right? That Because <laughs> they didn't really get results, right? I didn't see really an exceptional elders quorum function in the past or a relief society or even a ward per se. I mean, we did our thing and went about our going through the motions or whatnot. But I thought, you know, they've called me and boy, are they lucky because I am really going to try. Boy, did I have a reality check coming my way. So I started in this uh, role as an elders quorum president. I had well over 100 elders in my quorum, even though the doctrine government says you should only have 96 elders in a quorum. But nonetheless, this is what we were doing. And I made a lot of good decisions, I feel like. I really took the time. I went through the printed ward directory where I could see faces, and I literally memorized every name of the elders in there. And it was so empowering, or I felt really confident as when elders in this huge quorum would approach me and I could address them by first name basis. So that was cool, right? Like I did those little things that were good, but then I fell into a lot of the typical traps. You know, I gave the phenomenal guilt trip lesson in elders quorum and (laughs) I really gave it to him, you know? And I remember there was a member of the bishopric attending that uh, lesson and he stood up after and almost like just sort of a applauded me and and echoed my my message and wow isn't this great that president frankham is really encouraging us to do home teaching right and little as i know i have just completely shaming the group and it was so typical and and uh but i wanted to really make a difference right and so i remember i just poured myself into this calling just burning the candle at both ends i'd spend so much time in the clerk's office because that's really the only place you didn't, we didn't have these cool apps back then to update, you know, home teaching and whatnot. So I was in, in the clerk's office a lot. And because I thought if I could just get the routes and the companionships, right, suddenly this is going to make a difference. Right. And so I, and we'd have so many new people moving in. It was a very, you know, student ward, very transient ward, making sure all the new people had companions, all the new people were assigned home teachers and we were going to do this. Right. And I remember printing out, you remember the white slips we'd pass out in elders quorum. I passed out all the white slips. And if they weren't there to get their home teaching assignment, I put them in an envelope, put a stamp on it and mailed it to them because they'd have no excuse. Right. And so during this guilt trip lesson, I remember that I was, I wrote on the board. I thought, you know, it's important for every elder in that quorum to know where we stand with home teaching, like the percentage, right? And so I remember going to the board and I wrote 38%. And I'm just like, look at it. Ah, hopefully this burns into your soul that we need to repent, right? 38%, not good enough. It needs to be high 90s. And then I went to work, right? Doing all these things to make a difference. And I remember once that month ended, got the reporting back. I went to look at the numbers and I was so 
devastated when we dropped a percentage, 37%. Like, ah, you know, and so from that point on, I was in that role for about nine months, uh, got engaged, obviously, married, moved out of that war. And I left that experience really discouraged, just thinking, what's the point? Like, what are we doing exactly? Like, I tried really hard, but I didn't move the needle. And, you know, I put it in the back of my mind, didn't think about it. We moved into, I guess we were in a basement apartment for about a year. And then we moved, we bought a condo in South Salt Lake and moved into this ward. And uh, I was called into the bishopric soon thereafter. And that was fun. Just new experience, seeing the ward from a unique perspective, served in the bishopric for a couple of years. And then that bishop got released and I was called I was also released from the bishopric and called as the high priest group leader, right? Back when that was a thing. So here I am, 26 years old, called as a high priest group leader. And I think, what's the point? You know, why am I going to pour myself into this calling when I tried before as an elder scorn president and it just didn't even, didn't make a difference. So what am I doing, right? And nonetheless, I, I just couldn't reconcile when going in, I'd walk into a bookstore and there'd be, shelves full of life leadership, business leadership, family leadership. I mean, so much research about how to lead, but rarely was it ever being discussed. Like these principles, rarely was it ever being discussed in the context of a church leadership experience. I mean, we have, you know, this tradition of church leadership meetings and whatnot, but I mean, these are essentially, they're just another form of like a sacrament meeting where Hear someone to give a spiritual talk and maybe they'll mention leadership and throw a few guilt trips in there, right? But nobody's really talking about how do you run a meeting? How do you mentor people? How do you motivate a group of individuals to do something they don't want to do, but that that organization needs or that the community needs, right? So I thought, you know, I'm no leadership guru, but maybe I could create a platform to bring the individual gurus or the the research and have started discussion about this. Now, this was 2010. And so I thought, well, I'm going to start a blog. It was May 26th, 2010. That's that's the birth date of Leading Saints is how I say. I went to uh, some domain company and I purchased the domain leadingLDS.com and it became a blog. And it was just a hobby blog for a few years there. And I would read a book Daniel Pink, Stephen Covey. I mean, there's so many books that I just loved devouring the research and understanding it and then applying it in my role as a high priest group leader. And I was learning so much and I was starting to see the needle move, right? I thought, man, we could really build something here that would give a thought and perspective to other leaders or just to hear what the other guy's doing. Is there a, is there a high priest group leader or an elders quorum president or relief society president out there who's having success? And how do we know what they're doing? So maybe we can create that platform. So this blog started, created, you know, I would post off and on. It was very irregular. And then year after year, and, and it's interesting, during that time, I knew it wasn't something that I was focusing on as much as I should. However, I always knew, like God was always reminding me, this is going to have impact. You just keep at it, right? So over those about four years, I was like off and on blogging, posting things, and it was getting a little traction. And then in 2014, I came across uh, podcasts. And I had had jobs where I would do a lot of public speaking. I was comfortable speaking into a microphone. And I thought, well, I could do that. I could start a podcast. And so a few people helped me understand how to 
how to do the basics. And I began to record the podcast, making all sorts of mistakes, trying different things, interviewing people. And that was in 2014, where it really started to get some traction. Now, during this time, I served as a high priest group leader for two years. Then I was called as bishop of that ward for about five years and then served in the, the stake presidency for a couple of years. And that was like my laboratory. I could discover like new dynamics and issues. And I thought, ooh, like this is something I didn't anticipate. I wonder how I could approach this and better understand, you know, the, the solution or actually help people or do something that's actually going to move the needle more and more. Right. And so these are like this was like my laboratory. And once the podcast started, it really got some traction. And that was definitely sort of the launch point of it uh, getting more and more popular. And it's been growing ever since 2016. We became a nonprofit organization, 501c3. I went full time with Leading Saints. I'd been running a web development company for about five years prior to that. And uh, Leading Saints was becoming so much more demanding in my time that the decision was made that I, I sold my shares to my business partner and went uh, full-time with Leading Saints. And I did a whole bunch of like side gigs. I just hustled outside of that to everything from picking up dead bodies to running. Uh, I worked for a company that did teleprompter services. So I would like go to events or commercial shoots and I'd run a teleprompter. I'd be behind stage at like huge MLM conventions running uh, slides or things. So I those are such years I look back now and I thought, wow, I was really hustling. I didn't realize it. I was just trying to survive because I knew that I had such a passion in leading saints and what we could do with this and seeing the growth and the, the feedback we were getting from people. It was awesome. So thankfully, I don't have to do a lot of those side gigs anymore. And now it's just, it's thriving and donations are coming in and people are stepping up, large donors and, and helping us accomplish projects and keeping us funded and helping us move towards the next phase of Leading Saints, which I'm going to get into. And so I think I hit all the points. That's the story of Leading Saints, the end. And they podcasted happily ever after until next year when I give you, I'm sure, even a better update. So very cool. So let's go through these things. I see some questions coming in. Again, feel free to post a question there. We'll make sure we, we come back to it and answer it. And that would be awesome. So I'll jump down here. What, what to expect? Uh, leading saints in 2024 obviously we plan to continue to do the podcast you know with uh, every wednesday we publish a how i lead episode where we talk with everyday leaders every saturday we publish more of like a topic focus or an expert focus that's where i talk to the phds the authors the therapists and we do a deep dive into a certain concept or if i interview like a 70 that's usually where those will happen well, those will be published. So the podcast is going to continue going. We're going to update the website. It's sort of, it's time for a refresh. I have a team working behind the scenes on that. So hopefully in the first quarter here, you'll see an update to the website. The Leading Saints community. This is so awesome. Let me, so this is the community. If you're not in here, you should be. And I'm looking from this from a, just a random account of somebody, just so you don't get the admin focus of it. So obviously here's the post I did about this live stream. But people are posting all sorts of great stuff on here. Uh, the other guy in the bishopric, where do we sacrifice but not obey? I, you know, I start some discussions going. If you enjoy the Leading Saints newsletter, which is probably the second most popular thing that Leading Saints produces, you would love the Leading Saints community. So I encourage you to get in here and check out this discussion that's going on. Ward and stake mission plans. 
raising the child after a baby blessing and things. There's so, you know, people are commenting, but it's uh, not being utilized enough, at least uh, not as much as I would like to see. There's so much opportunity for to get some discussion going and you'll find a community of leaders here who maybe if you're wrestling with an issue, you know, a leadership issue or a, a situation in your ward, you can even post anonymously and and get the discussion going and get some ideas and thoughts and perspectives, see what the other guy's doing. So the this is going to be a big part of 20, Leading Saints in 2024 is being a part of the community. Here's a little Leading Saints hack, okay? If you listen to the podcast and you go to the show notes, scroll down to the bottom, you will find all sorts of links to our more, more popular episodes, to uh, resources like the community, to our top, you know, our, our most downloaded and listened to episodes. So check out those, that that's a maybe good launching point if you really want to get into Leading Saints. Also, on the website, if you scroll down here a little bit, the most popular podcast episodes, we've put the top nine, yeah, the top nine most downloaded episodes of Leading Saints and do not miss these. So if you're just jumping into the Leading Saints as a resource, it should be required listening to really understand all of these things. I'm sure uh, many of you, I'd love to hear just in the comments, like out of these nine episodes, which ones have been your favorites? I mean, this David Durfee episode about repentance, incredible. Rob Farrell, I'm excited. He's coming home from serving as a mission president this summer, and we're going to get him in. I've got plans for President Farrell for sure. So we're going to get him back on the podcast here, just what his, his experience was like as a mission president. Chris Raleigh, he did sharing a story about being a stake president who struggled with with pornography. I mean, such uh, just removing stigmas and things, doctrine, and Darren Bush is how I lead episode. That's the most downloaded how I lead episode is with Darren Bush. I guess Rob Farrell's is also in that in that vein is of how I lead episodes. So Jared says, I love the leading saints. I love the leading saints community. Highly recommend two thumbs up. Jared's very active in there. It's great. Gives some great perspective. Yeah, definitely check it out. Please join us for part two of this podcast.